Welcome to the biggest problem in the universe. I'm Maddox with me, Stig Masterson. Hey, what's up, buddy? How we doing? How did we do last week? Great. So last week was our first ever in-studio guest, yeah. and everybody loved it. It was great. Went over really well. And uh, so the problems, the first problem was yours, Dick. Maddox gets no credit. Which yeah. I agree. Yeah, what huge huge problem. That's a double win. I win that one and you the only loser in that problem is Leah. Leah Leah did come in last in this one. So it was followed by wine snobs and it was actually pretty close. It was followed and then after that was people who can't read social cues, our very first guest's problem. Yeah. Well, Better yeah. luck next time, I guess. I guess, yeah. I mean, uh, we've been doing this for so long. We're pros. <laughs> we're pros at problems. She did. No, she did. Uh, after the show, she said we're professional angries. Is that what she called us? She guys. She said you guys are professional angers or something like that. You're professionally angry, which is funny because one of my friends said today, literally, she said I'm a professional asshole, which is hilarious. yeah, yeah. That's, that's better. That's yeah. probably what Leah meant. Two times in two days. I love it. So, uh, we got some comments. Okay. Uh, I have one from Mark Sadler. So we were talking about wine in the last episode, yeah. uh, wine snobs specifically, and he said, this episode with its overtones of fury and faint notes of calm <laughs> made me genuinely fear for the well-being of the participants. And then he said, this isn't a podcast anymore. It's a blood sport. This is two punch-drunk boxers trading blows. That's accurate. Yeah, yeah, very, very, uh, very well said, Mark. I like that, actually. Yeah, you know, you're... Uh, I always know or I always think it's a good episode when I'm furious for the entire week after we <laughs> recorded. And this was one of those weeks. Uh, I don't know why that wine thing pisses me off so much. I think it's because this is a classic example of you uh, taking a problem and making it very general, like like turning it into something much bigger than it is so it doesn't make any sense. Like what, what is it when you reduce something to like just the logic of it and not the application of it? It's like objective something, absurdity. I don't know what it's called. Look, this is the point. If you go to a restaurant and get an $8 glass of wine, it's uh-huh. going to taste like grape juice. Nope. But the $18 glass of wine will taste a little bit crisper and a little bit smoother because it's made for an $18 palate. That's that, ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. <laughs> People who order $8 glasses of wine have $8 palates. I haven't even said anything, and you're just winding yourself up here. You know, I read this article that talked about uh, the the cost versus, I guess it was benefit versus return. Uh, no, no, cost versus return, essentially, of wine. And he said that uh, he, did an, he did an experiment where he tried to do a blind taste test with himself, and he, he gave himself like a $13 wine and then a $25 wine and all the way up to a $300 wine. At a certain point, there's going to be very little return on your investment, right? Because you're not going to get that much more value. Like if you appreciate a $30 steak a lot, and then you appreciate a $60 steak even more, you would you would think that there's no one-to-one ratio of how much money you spend on steak or wine or whatever no, and, and of the amount not. of appreciation you get. So there yeah. is an upper limit. It plateaus somewhere. And my guess is that after, after like $10, $20, your experience of that wine is going to plateau. Uh, I think somebody somebody summed it up in the comments, uh, probably more than I ever could. Ross Ellis, I bet Dick likes paying money for things. He gets off on throwing money down. It's some sort of financial fetish thing. Dr. Sigmund Fraud signing out. I never thought about that, but I think he might be right. <laughs> did he actually write Dr. Sigmund Fraud? Yeah, he did. That's very funny. Yeah. So. <laughs> Dr. Sigmund Fraud, and we had Sigmund Futon last episode. Yeah. Those are hilarious. 
Um, yeah, you do. Uh, you do seem to like to waste. Your I don't money. like when women pay for things either. Well, that's why that, when he said that, that's why I thought he might have something there. Wait. Like it's a turnoff when women pay for things. Wait, what? Why? I don't that's know. Stupid. I like, I, are you kidding me? Look, now that he says this, I'm thinking like maybe it's a thing. Like I like the I like controlling what they eat a little bit. I like to have paid for it. We that is it is such a turn off a when a chick like pays for food. You know we've talked about power, this before. No, that is like, that's totally like a control thing. Holy shit, that is so controlling. I didn't know that. Well, no, I love it. If a girl wants to pay for my meal, uh, it happens so rarely that I get the biggest fucking boner. Sean's nodding Sean here. Sean over here. Yeah. He doesn't know. If a girl, if a girl like look, if I take a girl out to dinner and she doesn't even offer to buy drinks or coffee afterwards, I never call her back. It's it. That's it. You get you had your chance. You blew it. And sometimes they text me back, hey, what's, uh, what's going on? We had a great time. I'm like, yeah, well, you didn't pay for shit, so goodbye. Like, because you know what that is? That's the old-fashioned relationship. They're projecting an old-fashioned relationship. Yeah, which where is, you pay money for sex. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's so, perfect. So if that's our role, okay, I am paying for things, and you then what? Provide sex, sex and then stay home right. and, and wash my socks and take care of the kids? Is that what we're doing here? Is this the, is this the old-fashioned? No, of course not, because they're not going to do any of that shit, because they're modern, right? But yet, I'm still supposed to pay for everything? Fuck you. No, you're not getting a, f- a second call. You're not getting a second date. You're going to die alone. So there you go. I'm There's just my, an old-fashioned guy, I guess. Oh, man. This I'm already sweating. It's like 30 <laughs> seconds into the episode. I'm already sweating. <laughs> so um, this will probably calm you down. After Sean totally busted you on your bullshit study last episode, at the very end of la- the last episode, he totally called you out for using, like, one study. It was five. I mentioned no fewer than five mm, studies in that but, episode. Well, I mean, whatever. We can go back to the tape. <laughs> Everybody can make up their own mind. I was starting to think, man, maybe Maddox is pulling, like, goofy studies, right? Okay. So somebody said in the comments... Um, J- Jory Folker, mm-hmm. uh, probably pronounced fucker. Yeah, fucker. Silent L. Maddox rules, you gotta be kidding me. Excellent article. Apparently, you said something was an excellent article. The study collected only seven days of data from 30 people, and they were all college students. On top of that, the data collected didn't include any questionnaire from the students on why they think they lie uh, more over one medium than the other. That was the the study you brought in about texting and lying and lying over the phone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was a that was a comment actually. That was a study that somebody linked to talking about how people are more likely to lie over the phone than over text. But the reasoning it makes sense. Uh if you can't read someone's facial cues, then of course they're going to lie over the phone. Uh as opposed to text, you can say exactly what you want and mean what you say with text because you have time to think about it. Well, I don't know, but now I just want you to know that I got my eye on your studies here now. Yeah, I got you. Why don't you put your eye on my red eye? Um, I got one more comment. Do you have any? Yeah, I got one more. After right. this. Uh, so, this guy, go ahead. Okay, so this guy commented. His name is uh, Kojima Yoshiyuki. He says, I think it's funny Dick brought up Ray-Bans as there is an interesting conversation on Reddit a while ago that shows the $5 knockoff Ray-Bans are comparable to the real thing. So I checked it out, and these look identical to the original Ray-Bans, and they function identically, they look identical, and they cost $5. You know why? Because all Ray-Ban and Oakley and all these companies do is they just mark up for the brand name. They they invent value for that brand, look. and then they they sell, they make all the same sunglasses in the same factory. There's Absolutely one company- Absolutely false. No, that's not true. One company alone makes 80% of sunglasses in the world. Like, 80% comes from one company. okay. That's possibly true, but they do not come out of the same factory. If you look at a pair of expensive Ray-Ban... Now, I'm not saying that the price difference is worth it, but I'm just saying I will pay the exorbitant fee for a pair of sunglasses that are slightly better than the cheap plastic pieces of shit that may appear the same 
to somebody who doesn't like looking as cool as I do. Yeah. But they're not. They got weird. They fall apart. The screws fall out. The plastic is made out of shit. Oh, what a mark. What a sucker. What a sap. You know what you are? It's you're, only 100 bucks. You're tricked Masterson. That's what you are. <laughs> <laughs> shit, that's a stick. Yeah. My last comment. This is from... Tom McKenzie, this is exactly what I'd expect a 90s-era Seinfeld and Costanza podcast to sound like. Uh, thank you? I think it's a, it's a compliment. I guess. I mean, Seinfeld is probably the greatest sitcom of all time. Yeah, it also depends which one of us he thinks is Seinfeld and which one he thinks is Costanza. Oh, I gotta be Costanza. And I'll take that. Right? Yeah. All right. So, uh, let's, uh, let's move on. What do you, uh, you have your first problem? Yep, this week. My first problem is Facebook satire tags. Ooh, so what is that? What do you mean by satire tags? So Facebook decided to do this thing where they would mark satirical articles posted in people's feeds as satire. Right. I I have been seeing this, and it's pissing me off. Yeah, me too. Why do you think that's a problem? So here's the problem to me. Um, Basically, in the world, dumbness wins. Everything is dumbed down, and people who don't like things being dumb, get screwed over. The satire in and of itself, like tricking people into getting pissed off at satirical news articles, is like one of our only weapons against rampant dumbness. Yeah. Like satire is the adult version of putting someone in timeout. When somebody on Facebook overreacts to a satirical article, uh-huh. like from The Onion or something, like when they treat an Onion article as like a real thing, yep. and they go on a huge screed about it, and everyone's like, uh, hey, idiot. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're like that, whatever that abortion was a long time ago, like a oh, $2 billion abortion. They uh, made like an abortion mega mall where yeah. you could go, and there was, yeah. like, there was a center, like that. You, they had a daycare center, and, uh, you know, while you could get your abortion. While you could get your abortion. Uh, uh, hot dogs on a stick, that sort of thing. Yeah. So when you get pissed off about that, and everybody calls you out on it, you have to go and time out. Yeah. You have to go think about what you did. Right. You have to take a moment to say, you know what? Maybe I am a fucking idiot. Yeah. Maybe I need to think about, maybe, I'm, maybe I think I'm a lot smarter than I am. And it's not going to last, because I don't think that these people are learning anything from it, but at least they're going to shut up for like a week and a half. While that, like every time they go post on Facebook again, they're going to think about the shame they felt when they overreacted to the abortion megaplex. So this is the Dunning-Kruger effect in action. You know exactly, you know what that is, right? No, I don't know okay, what Okay, so is. the Dunning-Kruger effect, this is, these are a couple of researchers. It's a cognitive bias, I'm reading this uh, directly from Wikipedia, it says cognitive bias manifesting in unskilled individuals suffering from illusory superiority, mistakenly rating their ability much higher than is accurate. This bias is attributed to the metacognitive inability of the unskilled to recognize their ineptitude. So if you're- So what is if, this? So, what does so, that mean? So, so generally, people who are really unskilled or inept- think that they will perform better than they actually do. Yes. And, and it works in the opposite way. People who are really skilled and talented think uh, they, they rate themselves less than they actually are, lower than they actually are. Okay, yeah, I buy that. Yeah, so this is the Dunning-Kruger effect in action, where people think that they're really smart and they figured it all out because they saw this thing on The Onion or The Daily Current, which, by the way, The Daily Current is one of my new favorite satire sites. Not necessarily because they're doing great work. Sometimes they do, but uh, sometimes it's shit. But occasionally... 
one of those articles get through and somebody writes a screed and posts it's like this is outrageous can you believe obama said this or biden did this yeah. or whatever I, and i love it i i and sit we there and win. laugh yeah and we all, win. The, all the smart people it's a it's one of our last joys facebook leave this alone let us just sit here and laugh at these idiots let us just sit there and read these comments of these people getting worked up let us enjoy their suffering can we just do that? Can we just have buffoons, public buffoons? What happened to public buffoons? Uh, no, I, well, we don't have any now. Not anymore, because everything's labeled satire, which, by the way, let's define, because I don't think everyone knows what satire is. This is something that, uh, that, that actually people think they know, because they, they say, oh, it's just satire, and they just brush everything off. Satire. Yeah, it's something when something might be racist, you just tell people that it's satire so you can get away with saying it, right? Sure. That's the definition of satire. Well, that's why a lot of people use it, unfortunately. But no, satire is using is pointing out someone's folly by pointing by using sarcasm or something that's intentionally not true or absurd. So using the absurd to point out someone or something's folly. Like uh for example, the uh uh who who is the original satirist? Uh, Robin uh, Swift, right? Jonathan Swift is his name. Swift is the writer. Yeah, he's the guy who wrote this paper about how to solve the problem of poverty and hunger and homelessness. He said we should eat the poor. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we should eat the poor. Uh, Great satire. Brilliant. Because uh, especially at the time because it was so uncommon and people were outraged and up in arms. And and he's like, hey, idiots, obviously this isn't the solution, but at least it's, it's pointing out the problem and how how absurd the other solutions look in comparison. Because the, the fact that people, the more believable your satire is, the better it is. Yeah, the more impactful it is. So let's throw, let's build Facebook a time machine so they can go back to the, what did you say this guy's name was? Swift. So they can go back to uh, Swift's book publishing and stamp a big old satire sticker on the front. You know what would happen? No one would have ever heard of this book. Right. Because it doesn't work if you know that it's satire. Yeah, if you're in on the joke, it doesn't work. The whole reason it works is because people get outraged about it. And even me, dude, like I, uh, this week, I read a, it was uh, it was a, a new initiative that Facebook was going to do by cooperating with law enforcement. They were going to start like turning over any text or uh, posts about drugs to law enforcement. Yeah. And my first reaction was to get pissed off. But then I found out that it was satire, and I was like, wow. Uh, first of all, thank God that I don't post on Facebook because I would have looked like a real jerk. And secondly, maybe I got to chill out about <laughs> drug shit, right? Maybe, <laughs> right. I can, maybe I should just relax a little bit. Yeah. That's the purpose of satire. Yeah. So uh, I, was just, I just realized, too, that this is the same Jonathan Swift who wrote Gulliver's Gulliver's Travels. He's the same guy. He's a uh, you know, classic writer, um, and he was also a satirist. So, yeah, wh- when, you, when you point satire out in such an obvious way, also it, it raises the question of who's deciding whether or not this is satire. How can they be sure what they're labeling as satire is actually satire? Well, so they said, th- they, the statement they gave was, we, we received feedback that people wanted a clearer way to distinguish satirical articles from others uh, th- in their news feeds. Well, what so is that? these same idiots, whoever these uh, the feedback, whoever's generating the feedback, are the same dummies that can't spot satirical articles from real ones, right? They're deciding. Well, let's let's step back a second. What, let's think about why they would want these articles labeled satire. Why do you think that is? Uh, I think it frightens them. Yeah, I think it frightens them that they might read something that isn't true. I don't think people like being duped. They don't like. I think they don't. I think they don't like looking like idiots. 
They don't like looking like That's idiots. definitely true. You hit the nail on the head, That's Sean. That's why, right? That's what it is. So these are dummies trying to buy insurance. They're trying to insure themselves so they don't look dumb. They want to cover their ignorance. They want to make sure that they never look dumb pointing out a satirical article as fact. That's what yeah. this is. I'll tell you the other thing. It's insulting to content creators. Like oh, yeah. if your your post, uh, what was it? The iPhone, it sucks, and so does your face. The iPhone's a piece, a piece of, of shit, shit, and so is your face. That was my article. So that's hilarious. I love seeing it on Facebook, but imagine it with a gigantic satire tag in front of it. Well, that would be offensive because it's wrong. It's not satire. It's just truth. It could be qualified as satire. Yeah. Like everything on your site could be qualified as satire. Not- and as soon as you see that, you write it off. You're yeah. like, oh, whatever. Yeah, satire. it's dismissive. It's a, it's a way to dismiss good writing. It's a way, if, yeah, if John, like you, like you mentioned, if Jonathan Swift's piece, Modest Proposal, was dismissed immediately as satire with a label on it, no one would have remembered it. It would have yeah. just been something that people brush aside. Oh, this guy's just uh, trying to get a rise out of me. And no, we're not. It's a it's a very clever and powerful rhetorical device that people use to point out a flaw in something. Yeah, that's why I think it's a big problem because it's the only thing we've got. Like the, they say, the pen is mightier than the sword, or whatever. They they're taking it away. Facebook is taking the pen away. Thanks, Facebook. It's like you know when I went on Doctor Phil, and that fat lady stood up and was lipping off. To me, when they they had like they marched all the guests on when I was on Doctor Phil, right? When I was in the audience. Yeah, let's explain yeah, for yeah, people. Yeah. So I, I went on after I wrote Men Are Better Than Women. I went on Doctor Phil, so Doctor Phil could fix me and a bunch of other uh, lunatics. Right. So so Doctor Phil marches everybody up on stage, and I'm standing there in my aviators with my awesome mustache, my expensive aviators, by the way, not knockoffs. Yeah. And Doctor Phil goes around the audience, whipping them up into a frenzy of hate. Right. Right. So he goes to the first woman. She stands up and locks in on me immediately and says, uh, you'd never get a girl, this, that, and the other. Uh, no woman would ever date you. And I said, women line up to date like me. They're, they'd all, they are, are always on this show. They always come on here dating guys exactly like me. And she said, I'd be at the end of that line. And I said, if you hit the treadmill a little more often, you'd be at the front. Right? <laughs> right. Which, was, which is great. Which I think, like, I really think this did damage to the Dr. Phil brand and the people watching this show. Like, I think they felt bad. That might be, uh, ego, that might be a little egotistical of me, but oh, I think yeah. I actually scored a win for us in doing that. Like, look, you fuckers, you're not that fucking funny. You think you're going to stand up and just shout down at people, like, use these childish insults? Well, they don't like it when that mirror is turned back on themselves. Exactly. And if he would have said, hey, this is a satire thing that this guy's doing, she wouldn't have cared. I don't think he knew, though. Did he? Of course not. They, they, Do you know well, the lengths knew, that I had to go to to get on that show? Yeah. Like hours of psychological evaluations and interviews after yeah. interviews with production people. Yeah. It was crazy. Which shows the depths of your neuroses. All right, well, that's psychology. my problem. <laughs> uh, great now, problem. Facebook has been fucking with us forever. They, hey. they did that other inbox Oh, the other inbox pissed me off. I want everyone to do this right now. Well, after you listen to the show, go home, check your Facebook page, your Facebook inbox, and then go to other. There's all these messages from people who are trying to get a hold of you, old friends. They say, hey, I want to add you, but I'm trying to send you a message or get a hold of you, send you something important, but I can't because it's locked in your fucking bullshit other inbox that you have to pay a dollar to access for other people. It's bullshit. Yeah. So anyway, so you're um, gonna have about three of those and about a thousand messages from guys who want to bang you, basically. Um, 
and that that goes for men and women. Uh, I do. I, maybe we should add this too. Maybe Facebook should just add a joke tag when people post jokes, so they can explain it that it's a joke. Hey, Facebook, thank you for explaining that this is a joke and it's not to be taken seriously. What what other tags could they add? Uh, you know, I'll tell you what they can do. They can stop people from doing that. You'll never believe what happens next. Oh my God! Yes, that's very annoying. Yeah, or anything, any title that ends in this. Oh, you, we we went to the state fair and we witnessed racism, except for this, or, or except because this kid used this. And this, what is this? This thing? That's the clickbait. So just replace that word with the thing that's in the video that no one will have to click, and we don't give a shit. We have to watch a ten. Uh, there's this video. Uh, PetFlow is the new Upworthy. Have you seen this? PetFlow. No. It's it's a new. I don't even know where it came from. This fucking PetFlow website is just. I don't know what Upworthy is. So what is what is this? Oh man, you don't know what Upworthy is. No. Upworthy is just this really far left liberal agenda website that they post causes non-stop causes videos to people who help homeless people or raise awareness for body positivity issues or uh you know uh, all sorts of different agendas that they have so upworthy and basically they don't create any content they just find videos on youtube do a b testing on their homepage, and then use a headline that works that gets people clicking and okay. then they just generate revenue from that all right so they're not producing any content. They're just they're just a rapper for YouTube. Sure. So anyway, there's another one that popped up out of fucking nowhere called PetFlow, and they just post links to also causes, but also uh, pet videos. And there's one that, that said this guy covered his pool, and he he recorded his two dogs secretly doing this. And I watched the video because I thought, oh god, well let's see that what this amazing thing is that their dogs do when they, when his pool's covered. Guess what it is? Nothing. They just run around. Who gives a shit? They're just dogs. Of course they run around. Yep. It's frustrating. Stupid. All right. What's your problem? My first problem this week is emoji. Emojis? Or or icons. Uh, I think emoji and icons are a huge problem. Okay. So Uh, do you know what emojis are? What is an emoji? I know Sean doesn't know. Sean, okay, so for... Is that true? For the benefit benefit of people who don't know, so uh, this is from Wikipedia. It says, originally meaning pictograph. The word emoji literally means picture plus character. So E... Is, the, is for picture and emoji is for character. These, these are just little graphical icons that you send along with your uh, text messages to people like birthday cakes and bowling pins and guns and things like that. Oh, yeah. I, okay. That's, I didn't know what you called them. Okay. Yeah, they're called yeah. emoji. Some, and then they came from emo, like emoticons. Emoticons have always existed. Yeah. Smiley faces and, and things like that. So, yeah, these, these emoji are becoming so ubiquitous. Now that yeah. I, I use a key, why, why are you I, Because I love them. But go, why do you go, love I'm them? already smiling because I already know why I love oh, them dick. too. You're a, you, I know why you love uh, them because you're a 13 year old girl. That's why. Mm, ooh, uh, that hits a little closer to home than you realize. But go, <laughs> keep going. I'll get into why. Yeah, well, I'll tell you why I like them in a minute. Okay, so so I'll t- first of all, I'll tell you why why it's a problem. Okay, so emoji is essentially replacing words with little characters, little pictographs, right? And Microsoft has been moving towards this trend of using icons and little pictographs for years. In Microsoft Word, I still use Microsoft Word 2000 rather than updating to 2003, 2007, 2010, etc. I never upgraded because they changed their icons at the top to the ribbon system. Yeah. It used to be this beautiful drop-down menu of file, save, options, format, etc. You knew exactly what you wanted because it was in alphabetical order. You know why the Chinese don't have phone books? And this is true. Do you know that in China they don't have phone books? I don't know. Yeah, 
think about it because they don't have an alphabetized character yeah. set. Yeah. Okay. So How do they chi- line anything up? Like more, the more squigglier, the more the lineup is. Is that their kind version of, of alphabetical order? Actually, you're pretty close. Yeah. They they kind of have that an was order. satire, by the way. It sounds vaguely <laughs> racist, so I will say it's satire. Oh, there you go. So you're saved. No, these that's that's kind of how they do it. They they kind of organize it in complexity in terms of complexity of the character. However, that's not an exact system. People have to. They don't have phone books. They in China, a lot of people for a long time would carry these little black books of names and addresses of people that they knew, and they would write them down personally in there. Because if you don't have a, a character set that, that that's ordered, yeah. then you can't find anything. It's fucking nonsense. And what are we doing? We are regressing as a culture back to hieroglyphics. <laughs> These are hieroglyphs we're using. Yeah. All right. So now instead of just hitting file, save, I have to hunt for this little for square the little icon. Floppy disk. Yeah, little floppy disk, which anyone which born after. Mean anything. Yeah, after born after like 96 <laughs> means nothing to them. They're just looking for the square with another tiny little square. They don't know what the fuck that is. No, did you see did you see this kid who defined eleven as pause? Oh my gosh. Did, did you he really see that? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, he's raised on these hieroglyphs. Like yeah. his parents were doing counting with him and he saw eleven and he said, pause. Pause. Oh wow. What a di- so that's what's happening because yeah. we're regressing to hieroglyphs. Now here's where, where it becomes a well, really big wait problem. Wait a minute. Let me jump in for one second here. Yeah. You said we're replacing words with pictures, right? Right. I mean, literally saying a picture is worth a thousand words. What do you think about that? What okay. do you think a smiley face says? A thousand, what, what do you think that says? That could mean anything in the context of a conversation. Okay, Dick, your stupid idiom doesn't change the fact <laughs> that we are regressing our language. When I when I use SwiftKey, I use SwiftKey on Android. I don't know if anyone else uses SwiftKey out there. Well, I'm sure they do. There's millions of people. Um, anyway, SwiftKey is this prediction, this text prediction software that figures out very smartly what you're going to say next. And now they've introduced emoji as a prediction. So if I type the word food it just pops up this little basket of food i guess or it looks it looks like a pie or something or if i type uh, if i type in joy it literally shows a little picture of somebody jumping if yeah. i type that into somebody how are they going to interpret that as joy it's gonna see it, it, they might think i'm jumping or skipping or just somebody who just got kicked in the back if someone's up in the air with their arms raised yeah might, you true. might right and that's usually what i what i mean if i if i use that emoji but it's first of all, it's by accident. The joy it's, emoji. The joy emoji. Yeah. It's by accident, and second, it's because someone got kicked in the back. Don't you find them like hot though when chicks use them, or is that just me? That's just whoa. when I get an emoji whoa. from a chick, man. I start my motor starts going. Gross. First of all, how old are these chicks? Our, I mean, not our age, but legal. Okay. Not gross. Well, not go- well as the, as they get younger, <sighs> they use more emojis. I'll give you that. Uh, but it's still hot. No, if you see these chicks on Tinder, sometimes they don't explain anything about themselves. They just list a whole bunch of emoji, like a little bowling ball, a horse, um, a, a birthday cake, uh, you know, a little a, a little traffic cone. What the fuck does a traffic cone mean? Danger. Danger, Cur- oh, danger. danger curves ahead. That's what it means. <laughs> or it means potholes You're get, ahead. Get out of here. You don't think it's hot when chicks do that. No, they why send you is it a bunch hot? of emojis. Why is it hot? Why does it turn you on, gross ass? I don't know. I think you might be right with that 13-year-old girl thing, though. That's why I started laughing when you said it. Yeah, here's, um, your, here's your average date. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> no, man, I think, I, think, um, I think women can communicate with them very effectively. 
with emojis. First of all, nobody has the same fucking character set. Everyone who has an iPhone sends me a shit ton of emojis. I have no fucking idea what they're saying. I have no fucking idea what they're doing because it just comes across. If I don't have your character set installed, it just comes across as squares and vice versa. If you send Android emojis that aren't installed on the other person's uh, cell phone or their provider, then it's just going to come across as squares. Are you feeling left out? Is that what the problem is? All of us iPhone people are sending little cute texts to each other with pictures and they're all coming across as squares to you? Fuck you, iPhone people. I am so fucking tired of getting group texts that never end. I can't unsubscribe. I can't mute the conversation. I can't tell everyone to fuck off and drop dead because, God forbid, I get one fucking wedding invitation or announcement or something via group text and Uh every dumbass iPhone user's reply all because they don't know how to fucking just reply to one person at a time you fucking idiot uh, why would i care about what some stranger oh i get all these like strange numbers in my cell phone you know what i'm gonna start doing i'm gonna start adding them to telemarketing lists you know what group text <laughs> all right. go ahead dickhead <laughs> all right but back to emojis yeah i really i do think that uh you can convey a lot of context with a couple pictures not from a guy like i would never send one unless i was being like funny mm-hmm. about it but when i get them uh they explain a lot to me. Like, I get what you're, I get what, you throw like a little piece of poop on the end, that little yeah. poop guy with the eyes, and yeah. I'm like, all right, you're just dicking around. Like, <laughs> I, I get it now. I get what you're, I'm not taking what you're saying too seriously. Or the chicks throw in that, like, that, that, that dancing girl. What's like that Ole. No, it's like this girl, she's in a red dress. Yeah. She's got her, like, hand up. Yeah. She's doing like a twirl. It's like a flamenco dancer. Uh-huh, uh-huh. How can you hate them? You don't know, that's the one they use all the time. Flamenco dancer? Okay. Yeah, flamenco sure. dancing chick. I guess. Yeah, that means so, they're for so a you good have time. To, so in order for you to understand the context of that, you have to understand Spanish culture. You have to understand flamenco. It's a chick dancing. Is it? Yes, it is a chick dancing. What if she's just trying to reach up for a light bulb? You don't know. So uh, <laughs> my my ex would use her emojis to send, like, the most depraved sexual messages to me. Yeah. Like, in hieroglyphic form. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's biasing me. Yeah, it is. But, man... Like I what? have been a fan of emojis. She would, man, she would use, they got all kinds of hand stuff on there. Yeah. She would go, like, I want to see you tonight. She'd throw me that purple eggplant emoji. What is the purple? Oh, no. Yeah, 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 Okay, yeah. gross. Do you know what they're saying? Yeah, Do you need, like, an emoji interpreter? Nah, I, I mean, I know what they're saying. Uh, you know what? The only emoji that I, that I read loud and clear is usually if it's, like, kissy lips plus a squirty mouth. Like, I, I see that. I see kissy lips and squirty. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. It's time for a beach. Or maybe they just accidentally hit the wrong fucking emoji, and I go over there with my dick. I get the no, cops called on no, me. No, it's not wrong. <laughs> Women take their emojis very seriously. Oh, yeah. Oh, as seriously as you can take stupid 13-year-old so what do you emojis. Want, what do you want them to say, then? I want them to fuck off, okay? Don't just send me a text. Use your words. Use your words. Is that use what you your say? Words. Talk to them like a child? What? Honey, use your words. For thousands of years, people have been communicating with words and now we're regressing back to the fucking egyptian times with hieroglyphs i can't interpret anything anymore if i want to just type in baseball it comes up with a little baseball icon which by the way you're not sure if it's going to come out clearly on the other side people might have emojis mapped differently so you send them a baseball they get scissors and they get all confused and they come over want to have uh, tribidism scissoring sex on your (laughs) jesus Yeah, that shit pisses me off, and it should piss everyone off. It's regressing our language back to ancient times. <laughs> but it's fun. You know what? I'll, oh, okay, Dick. Thank you for that brilliant <laughs> counterpoint. But it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, you know what else is fun? Roller coasters. Why don't you go to a roller coaster every time you want to send an Do emoji? Do you hate those as well? No, they're fun. 
They're all, they're not a problem. I don't have a problem with the roller coasters. I do want to say this. This is a counterpoint to me because I knew you wouldn't bring this in, Dick. But I actually found a counterpoint to myself, and uh, you know I can argue both sides of a debate if I have to. This is this, <laughs> Sean. It's so fucking condescending. <laughs> I know. He's like, well, hang on. I know. Let me do your job too. Yeah. With no with no pause. Nope. <laughs> Just right into it. Yeah. Right. Well, Hold on. I'm gonna look for an emoji to sum up how I'm feeling about this right, right now. Go well, ahead. While go you ahead, do that, I'll I can read do this. both. This is according to The Verge. They wrote this article called How Emoji Conquered the World. And unfortunately, I I have to agree with that title. Um, The shorter, more casual nature of email led to a breakdown in communication. So if somebody says, wakari mashita, you don't know whether... So that means in Japanese, I got it. So if somebody says that to you, you don't know whether it's a kind of warm, soft, I understand, or yeah, I get it, kind of cool... um, or a, a kind of a cool negative feeling, says Kurita, the guy who kind of helped uh, develop these emojis. He says, you don't know what's in the writer's head. So I guess... Context. N- no, well, context. You no, know, that's, that's, that's supporting my argument if you say context, because by context, you do know what's in the writer's head. However, if you're just going to say one quick, simple uh, phrase like, I got it, if you send a smiley face after that, then people do understand that you mean it in a warm way as opposed to a condescending way. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's I got why it. when you're fucking with chicks, you don't like give them emoticons when you're trying to like screw with their head, which, you know, to bang them. Uh, you yeah. don't flash emoticons <laughs> so they don't know, like, they don't know how your feelings or their emotions get all like manipulated and they yeah. get thrown off balance. Don't you right? know that's me, what you're Dick. saying. No, I'm not doing that shit. I'm not doing this emotional jujitsu, this, this emotionally manipulative jujitsu you're doing. So uh, what do you got? Do you have an emoji? Yeah, I got, an, emo- like- I got an emoji for okay, you. Okay, What does that emoji say? You let's see it from see. there? Thumbs down. Yeah, thumbs down. Great. That's what I think of your anti-emoji Thumbs thing. down. Well, here's an emoji. It's not on my phone. You just have to look at me. I'm flipping you <laughs> off. That's my emoji. And that's, that's the only emoji I fucking want. That's the only emoji everyone wants is just flipping people off. I would send that day and night. I would send that 10 times in a row. And depending on how pissed off I am, that's all I would say repeatedly, all day, every day. I think you just need to find a girl who's going to send you dirty emojis and you'll, she'll swing you. She'll oh. turn you. You know, I get it. I get it. I get dirty emojis. I get clean emojis. I get stupid emojis. And you know what? It's just like Snapchat. Snapchat is a sexting app. It's it's meant for sending quick nudes to people, and nobody uses it for quick nudes. So girls aren't using emoji to send uh, dirty messages. They're just sending emojis to say um, they're smiling or happy or glitter or stupid bullshit like that. It's always glitter. Well, is that it? That's my problem. Okay. Uh, Here's my problem. Your second problem this week. Yeah, my second problem is militarized police. Oh, big problem. Yeah, I actually think uh, I've been kind of saving this one up because I wanted to be prepared to bring it in. But then all this Ferguson shit happened, and I'm just too wound up about it. I almost brought that in last week, actually, militarized police. So you mentioned a couple episodes uh, kind of briefly, but... Now you're bringing in its full problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I think it's I think it's big enough now. Um, you want to play play that clip of the um, of the officer, the Ferguson officer, threatening to kill people yeah. with his gigantic assault rifle that he has to control a bunch of unarmed people. Yeah, who are it, just kind of milling around. And if you haven't seen this video, it's incredible. This guy's just walking around, brandishing his gun, pointing it in people's faces, and then he threatens to kill people. Listen to this clip. My hands are up, bro. My hands are up. Hands up. I will fucking kill you. Get back. Get back. I will fucking kill you. Kill him. What's your name, sir? 
Your name's Go Fuck Yourself, all right? Go Fuck Yourself. Thank you, sir. Hello, officer. Go Fuck Yourself. This is this is the training that they get. Great. I mean, great. Yeah. Smart-ass guy. <laughs> hey, officer, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Officer, go fuck yourself. Thank you for helping me. So yeah. that's the training that the police get to handle their militarized weapons. Right. Right? Is yeah. to go around antagonizing crowds so they can shoot them. Uh-huh. That's, the prem- that's my entire premise. Yeah. You give them guns. You give them guns that belong to the military right. who operate like a military. Right. You know? You don't just get to fuck around if you're in the military. These are weekend warriors, essentially, with guns out there. These are trash men. They are civic servants. Right. They are barely trained to do what they do, and now we're giving them billions of dollars of surplus military hardware so they can shoot us up. Yep. They're just walking around with with, with these Humvees. They're so reinforced, they can survive mines in the battlefield. Yeah. And these are what they're putting out in urban, suburban America. In little white picket fences, these tanks are rolling down the street. Are you fucking kidding me? Is this Iraq or Syria? Are we talking about suburbia? I brought in this article uh, from the New York Times about exactly what I'm talking about. Like, these little towns are like 20,000, 30,000 people. Yeah. And it was split. Uh, Some of the police departments were really excited about these uh, surplus dicks that the military was sending. Excuse me. uh, These surplus military weapons that the military (laughs) was sending them. Right. They would bring, so this guy, let me find this quote from this guy. Uh, Richland, South Carolina, Captain Chris Cowan says they take it to schools and use it as a conversation piece, a conversation starter. What are they taking, like ar 15 no, uh, Among other things, a gigantic battle tank, like a fucking, from a fucking comic book with a 50 caliber automatic assault rifle on the top of it. Yeah, that's insane. This isn't a fucking joke. They bring it to kids to show off. That's what they're doing. Yeah. They're not starting a conversation. They are starting a lecture about obey the fucking police or we'll kill you. These are boys with their toys. And actually, Dick, on that note, did you see the article? This just came out. It was in, uh, I believe, LA Times and Washington Post. This is from Washington Post. It says, I'm a cop. If you don't want to get hurt, don't challenge me. Hey, let me ask you something related to that. Have you ever had an encounter with military police, with militarized Police? Yes, one time. You remember the Chris Dorner incident uh, in Los Angeles? Yeah. So this was a cop, uh, just to refresh everyone's memory, this was a cop who went rogue because he uh, he got kicked off the force. And he lost his job. He lost his family. He lost his, uh, his marriage. He got divorced because he brought forth a corruption suit against the the uh, the department, and the department dismissed well, it. Well, among other things. He also, like— beat other guys other cops up i read i think he also had a number of disciplinary issues with the department before that but sorry i don't want to interrupt well but it's hard to say because it's supposedly because they kind of tried to muddy his record and and, uh, paint him bad just like the cops are doing with this uh, uh michael brown guy in ferguson yeah but did you read dorner's manifesto i did okay so you remember halfway through when he starts talking about the hangover too. Yes, the celebrities. Uh, at that yeah. point, I instantly don't believe anything he says or ever said. Yeah. When your manifesto includes a personal letter to the writer of The Hangover 2. Well, Dick, put yourself in the mind of somebody who's about to die. Done. Okay. <laughs> That's all I have. Thank you. No, but if you put yourself in the mind of somebody who's about to die, these are your last words. You know you're going to have a public megaphone. You're going to have a megaphone and a speaker that's going to reach, reach the entire world. Uh-huh. You can say anything to anyone. Look, this guy's not a celebrity. He's never had fame. He's never had any ability to do that. So he figured, you know, this is his soapbox. He's about to die. So what the fuck does he have to lose? 
whatever. I, I dismiss that. I mean, you know, it's a little bit crazy, but I dismiss that. Anyway. Uh, Caddyshack, when, too, I would have respected, even though that was a shitty movie. Fine, whatever. The, the point is, when Dorner, when there was that manhunt for Dorner, because he was out there actively hunting cops, which, uh, which was— Well, that's what he said. No, I mean, he did. He, he shot some cops. He shot at cops. He took, yeah, sure, yeah. Sure. And he shot, uh, I think, the police chief's uh, son-in-law, or no, daughter-in-law and, uh, and, uh, and son-in-law, something Somebody. like that. Yeah, so anyway, when Dorner was out there and, uh, and all the cops were looking for him, they had a fr- there was a frenzy. These cops were all over the streets, everywhere. I remember just turning down the street to go to my home, and these cops pulled up in a Humvee, out like within seconds, there were helicopters overhead. The Humvee cut me off. And this guy came out holding a shotgun with this uh, uh, a bandolier of shotgun shells, pointed it at me. I stopped and then hung out for a second. Within 15, 20 seconds, he got a radio call, something like that, and he hopped right back into his Humvee, drove off like nothing ever happened. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I got a I got a bunch of quotes from that article that all make me sick. Yeah. Uh, here's a guy. Kevin Wilkinson is a police chief of some town that's probably got 50 people in it. I don't like it. He's talking about his new battle tank. Right. I wish it were the way it was when I was a kid, he said. Um, but we're not going to go out there as officer friendly with no body armor and just a handgun and say good enough. Oh, okay, really? So wh- where do you draw the line? Huh? What, what else do you need? Do you need jetpacks? Do you need bazookas? Do you need uh, satellite coordination? Do you need drones? Where, where do you draw the line, dickhead? What At what point do you say, okay, it's enough that we care about the officer's safety. Let's worry a little bit about the public safety. You know, just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you've got a lot of people who are coming out of the military that have the ability and knowledge to build IEDs and defeat law enforcement techniques. Where is this happening? These guys are, gr- these cops are growing up in action movies. Yeah. Where the fuck is this happening anywhere? That they all need helicopters and battle tanks and assault rifles to do exactly what we just heard in the clip. Yeah, it's insane. The, there's a video, too, on YouTube. Uh, John Oliver showed it on his, uh, on his show a couple weeks ago. Of these kids who see this militarized uh, battle tank, this police battle tank, uh, parked next to them in the intersection. And they were blown away by the armor of this thing. They were blown away by the, we- the size of the wheels of this vehicle. Yeah. And then... At the end of the video, you hear something interesting. These kids are like, wow, that's so cool. I can't believe how awesome that is. That's incredible. Then at the very end of the video, he goes, wait a second. Has shit gotten that bad? Do we need this? They're just fucking showing off. They're showing off. The same reason there's always cops in their helicopters flying around L.A. showing off. For the same reason they come out in their fucking horses all over Times Square showing off. What's up, Sean? I was going to say, just to go to Maddox's point, I remember, uh, I think 2012 or 2013, violent crime in Los Angeles was at its lowest rate since 1967. Oh, yeah. So it's like, it doesn't seem like things are that bad. A lot of the stuff from the 80s, you know, when it was bad in downtown LA, Hollywood. Yeah, like when we had awesome movies like RoboCop because you could justify needing something like that. Uh Yeah, but they they don't have any reason to have some violent crime. Crime across the board is actually down. That's uh, that's New York City too. New York City everywhere, everywhere. Violent crime is down. All crime is down. And I actually uh, read this article on The Onion today. It's called The Pros and Cons of Militarizing the Police. And one of the pros is that it's a nice surprise treat for veterans to see weapons they used on war pop up in their hometown streets. It's a nice little surprise, it is. right? It is a nice little surprise. Yeah, a nice little nostalgic. They can feel nostalgic when they see their, their tanks back on their hometown streets. 
In the last two decades, SWAT team activity has increased by 1,500%. Yeah, that's incredible. That's an, I, I read that statistic, too, and I was blown yeah. away. 1,500% in, in how, how long? What's the period? Two, two de- decades. Two decades. Years. Unbelievable. Yeah. And, and, and has crime gone up proportionately? Of course fucking no, of not. Course Do we not. have a drug war? Of what course the hell's not. Going on of course these- it hasn't because we can't make those awesome movies anymore. That's yeah. how you know the crime isn't there. Yeah. Because the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie, it's like, why do we have vigilantes? There's vigilantes. There's nothing bad happening. There's pretty much nothing bad happening except a bunch of asshole cops walking around threatening to shoot people. Yeah, and telling them not to challenge them if they do. And this, this guy who wrote this article, by the way, is an LAPD cop. He says, don't argue with me. Don't call me names. Don't tell me that I can't stop you. Don't say I'm a racist pig. Don't threaten that you'll sue me and take my badge away. Don't scream at me that you pay my salary. And don't even think of aggressively walking towards me. Of all those things that he just said, don't think of doing, the only one that's justified is the last one. Yeah, of course, if you walk aggressively towards a cop, he's, he's justified in defending himself. But the other shit, hey, why should we trust the police if we've seen time after time after time they do abuse their power? Of course they do. They, I've seen it. I've, see, I've gone on drive-bys, by the way. I know there are cops listening right now. I've gone on drive-alongs, not drive-bys, drive-alongs. You've been on both. you got to see both sides. <laughs> got to see both sides. i gotta yeah. be, I got to be fair. You know? Yeah. No, I've gone on drive-alongs with, with cops, and I've seen... I've seen their side of it, and I've seen the shit they have to deal with. And yeah, there's there's some shit. It's a stressful job. But uh, on the other hand, occasionally, I, I've also seen buddy cops, right? There's a buddy cop system. When cops pull other cops over, they flash their badge accidentally, or they see a little decal or something on the window, and they just let them, let it, let them sure, slide. Of it's corrupt. It's corruption. Little corruption begets big corruption. If you let little corruption slide, like the cop didn't pay his meter, or he's not paying his parking parking ticket or his parking fee, guess what? That corrupt cop can then justify doing other corrupt deeds. Look, there's no way to train for what they're being given. The military's trained precisely to use those weapons to kill other people. Right. That's it. The military doesn't use them to go dick around with a bunch of people who live in their own hometown. Right. There's no way to train cops to use those weapons for any reason that makes sense for their the purpose of their job. And these weapons are specifically engineered to be as efficient at killing as possible. That's what they exist for. This isn't something, they're not going to get any more functionality by brandishing a giant fucking assault rifle in someone's face than they would just their plain old-fashioned six-shooter. No, you know what? Uh, this reminds me, so uh, something like this happened to me a couple years ago. I was walking home from Halloween. Uh, I was walking home from that big Halloween parade you know, in Santa Monica. So there's a big Halloween parade every year in Santa Monica. Yeah. It's in, like the uh, biggest thing we got. There's right. like hun- hundreds of thousands of people that go right. there every year, right? Right. Uh, I just had a huge fight with my girlfriend like, at that's, the time. That's par for you course. Were, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you were there. I walked halfway home with you. Yeah. And I was dressed up like a pirate. Of course. <laughs> I was walking home to Hollywood and somebody had gotten shot in a nightclub. Right. So there was about 10,000 cops rolled out along the streets like the Roman phalanx. Right, right? An appropriate response for one shooting, yes, 10,000 cops. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So I walk down to the street where I live, and I see a bunch of cops lined up there with their riot gear and all this other shit. The streets are all wide open. Everybody's milling around. Everybody's leaving for the night. The town's shutting down, right? right? So I walk down the street, and I'm like, oh, man, is, this, is the road really closed? And the cop goes, turn around. And I was like, yeah, but I live, I live like literally I can see my apartment. Right. I mean, I live right on this street. Because sometimes they shut down roads, and if you live there, they let you through. Right. Right? He goes, you're either going back the other way or you're going to your knees. 
Oh, great. And I was like, okay. Like, I hesitated a little bit because I was annoyed all night. I was on tilt. Mm-hmm. You know, I was not making good decisions, but I was like, you motherfucker. The first thing I thought was, I think I could get one good shot in on you. Like, I see your baton. Uh-huh. I don't see a giant assault rifle, but if right. you, and uh, dude, as soon as that thought crossed my mind, he took two steps forward out of the ranks and reached for his fucking baton. Wow. I swear to God, this is true. And I was like, okay, if that's what we're doing, all right. Out of nowhere, this cop with like uh, salt and pepper hair just goes, <sighs> walks kind of a little bit in front of me, and he goes, I'm sorry, man. Could you just go around? And I'm like, yeah, sure. No problem. Yeah. Walked away. That's all it takes. That was it. De-escalate. Was, yeah. Yeah, de-escalate, dickheads. So Plus I walked it- like a mile out of the way to go home. Right. But that was the experience. Very different story. If, is this my fault? Yeah, probably. I was being a jackass. Right. But. Yeah, you can de-escalate the situation. And by the way, I've seen You're this- allowed to be a jackass in America, by the way. Right. It's not illegal to be an asshole. You can be whatever you can be as big of an asshole as you want. So here's here's the thing. I've seen this exact same thing play out with other people where there has been investigation or something, or they're they're pulling someone over in front of someone's house and they're blocking someone out or blocking someone in. And by the way, this is this is usually like, you know, uh maybe it's just somebody who um, you know, they're investigating something nearby and they won't move their their cruisers. There's plenty of cops just standing around uh with their with their hands on their hilts. But they're not moving their cruisers, so they're blocking access to your house. And they won't – there's a video on, on YouTube of this lady who is losing her fucking mind because she just went shopping for groceries. And I think it was – the band was uh, Pearl Jam. Um, and they had this, un, this impromptu concert on top of the roof of the building that she lives in. And the cops blocked it off. And they didn't have a license for it. They didn't permit it. They didn't do anything that, that was appropriate. So this lady's just trying to get back into her apartment, and the cops are strong-arming her and saying, no, you can't pass. You can't pass this. She says, my garage is right fucking there. They don't even have a permit for this shit. Let me in my house. The cops wouldn't let her. What if somebody's standing out there, and they have to get their medication on time? People have to have medicine to take. People have babies to feed. People have dogs to take care of. You, you're just locking people out arbitrarily because you're being strong-armed a fucking bully cop? these dickheads, if they just would use their common fucking sense and just not be such a, a, a fucking machine, a robot, a cog, if you just put yourself in, this, in the position of somebody who's just trying to get home and empathize a little bit, none of this would be a problem. See, that's where I, I think you've hit on the, uh, the crux of this issue for me. In the military, you're a robot. You should act like a robot. You do exactly what you're told. You handle every situation the same way, and that's why you get those gigantic weapons. Right. Because you got a, a purpose... You follow orders. When you're a cop, I think you should use common sense, and I don't think common sense requires an AR-15. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, uh— I don't think everybody—yeah, yeah, go ahead. I just want to, like, end on this point, too. Um, I also like this from The Onion. It said, uh, one of the pros of having militarized police is that modern law enforcement simply cannot do their job properly by relying on handguns, tasers, and tear gas alone. <laughs> Let's give them more. Let's give them grenades. Huh? All right. What's right. your problem? My second problem this week, which I would say is is equally important, is Spider Woman's ass. Okay. <laughs> this, this is uh, this is a big controversy right now. I don't I don't know if you've seen this, but uh, Marvel is releasing a new. They're I guess they're rebooting Spider Woman, and they're releasing a new Spider Woman number one issue. Okay. And everyone's up in arms again. And by everyone, I mean mostly mostly feminists. Yeah. Uh, because there's a picture of Spider Woman on the cover, a, an illustration 
where she's kind of um, on her knees, sort of, with her butt sticking out in the air. Oh, I've seen that. You've seen the picture? Yeah, I've seen that picture. Yeah. I remember when I saw it, I'm thinking, uh, that's an unflattering angle of a woman's ass. Why right. Well, that? you can't see anything. It's just the top of her ass. It, it, it looks almost like an apple. And, you know, it, it, it looks like the, the, the uniform that she's wearing, the pants that she's wearing are so tight. It covers, like, it goes down inside the crease of her sure. asshole. Right? Yeah. So I, I looked into this, and it turns out that the reason it's drawn that way is because Marvel actually hired this guy. His name is, uh, I think it's Milo Manara or Milo Manara. And he's, he's been, he's a classic erotic illustrator. So this guy, <laughs> this guy, this guy actually is, is famous. He's worked in the industry for over four, he has 43 years of experience. He won an award in 1978. He won in 1998 the Harvey Awards. He was inducted into the Jack Kirby Hall of Fame in 2004. So these are real. These are real awards. Sorry, these are to real awards. not like porno awards. No, these are real fucking awards because he's okay. a really he's like a, a real artist. Yeah, he's a real artist. He's okay. a classic Italian illustrator. Like he's an artist. So he won the Jack Kirby Award in 1998, or it was inducted in the Jack Kirby Hall of Fame in 2004. He won an Eisner Award as part of the best anthology for the Sandman Endless Nights series. So okay. this is a guy who has credits. He's done lots of work, and he's he's done this classic, you know, this classic painting. So this comes from io9. There's a website called io9, and uh, this is one of these guys who's just becoming apoplectic. I'm I'm actually going to create a video about this. I'm so pissed off. He became apoplectic because so he says, first of all, even the dumbest, horniest teenage boy on the planet knows that there's no fabric on Earth that could possibly cling to Jessica Drew's Jessica Drew is the name of Spider Woman. Jessica Drew <laughs> Jessica Drew's individual buttocks like that. She looks like she's wearing body paint, and that's a big no-no for an industry still trying to remember that women exist and may perhaps read comics and also don't want to feel completely gross when they do so. Jesus Christ, this guy. Hey, listen, dickhead. Not only do women exist, but lesbian women exist. And this isn't necessarily <laughs> offensive to lesbian women, you fuck. You took it in a weird way. <laughs> what so, did you think I was so you think? Well, I don't know. I thought you were going to be like, it's, it's actual art. Well, it like, is art. Yeah, yeah, but you take it in like, well, lesbians probably the, like it. This guy is being heterosexist. He's just viewing the world in a heterosexual point of view, right? It's yeah. just for men. Well, guess what, idiot? Women oh. find that erotic too. Anyone could find that erotic. And by yeah. the way, what's wrong with that? I'm uh, seriously nothing. asking, what's wrong with that? No, nothing. By the way, have you seen the cover for The Amazing Spider-Man number one? When the, they when they the like guy the reboot? version or the reboot? No, uh, the original or the reboot? The reboot. Yeah, no. the Amazing Spider-Man number one. No. It's Spider-Man sitting spread eagle on a web. So they're saying there's this movement where people are are taking comic book characters, they're taking taking comic book covers, and they're saying, well, what if we drew men in the women's poses, and then we drew women in the men's poses? What would happen then? Yeah, we don't care. Well, okay, but be, besides that point, besides the point that it doesn't fucking matter, and these are people without problems in their lives. Yeah. Besides that, what if they did that with? Spider-Woman and put her in the pose of Amazing Spider-Man number one? Oh, yeah. She'd be spread eagle on the cover of fucking Spider-Man. Very offensive. Oh, yeah. Well, supposedly. I don't think it's offensive. I don't think sex is offensive. I don't think there's anything wrong with a woman's ass. I don't think it's bad to sexualize things because I don't think sex is bad. I don't think sex is demeaning. I don't think sex is degrading. Anything bad related to sex is not true. It's completely conjecture. If you have a problem with sex, then that's your issue. You need to figure your shit out. Yeah, guess what? It's Spider-Woman, and they, if it's somewhat sexual, who gives a shit? Don't fucking read it if you don't like it. And by the way, here's what pisses me off most of all. This isn't even the main cover. This is a variant cover. This is an alternate. You don't have to fucking buy this issue if you don't want to. Shut the fuck up. Who do you think this guy's trying to impress? 
by doing this? This his, IO9 guy. Oh, his feminist friends. That's yeah, all you it is. think so? Yeah, that's all it is. He's trying to be. He's trying to go for that sensitive angle. I think he's writing this for one person. I don't know who though. His girlfriend who or doesn't his, shave maybe her armpits. Maybe his mom. Yeah. Somebody. Somebody. It's a weird stance to take. Oh, oh, and they're so pissed off. And there's this other website. I think it's Mary Sue something or other. I don't even want to mention it because I don't want to plug it. But it's uh, she. She says this is misogynistic. Misogyny. The hatred of women. Misogyny. She's saying by drawing Spider-Woman on the cover in a somewhat erotic pose, which, by the way, it's only erotic in your mind if you make it that way. When I first saw the cover, I'm like, okay, the ass is kind of prominent, but whatever, moving on. Then I read that all these people are construing it as erotic. By the way, nothing is erotic unless you make it erotic in your mind. You can jerk off to anything you want. If you don't, if you don't view it as erotic, it's not erotic. End of story. She could be looking for like a contact lens or something. <laughs> she might be. She might be, Sean. Thank you. Yeah, good point. Yeah, Spider Woman has issues too, people. So, do these morons have a problem with like naked Renaissance paintings? Oh, yeah, that's a good do question, they? Dick. I wonder if they do. I wonder if they think that that's misogynistic because the woman might be nude or the guy might be nude. Is that is that misandrist? No, that's, that's empowering because they're all fat. Oh, That's of course. Why. It's so part then of the, it's empowering. Oh, it's part of the body positive uh, movement, which I was almost going to bring in as a problem this week. That, that's coming in a future episode. But this really pisses me off. These are people who don't have anything going on in their lives. No problems, nothing. And the, the comment threads are incredible. There's just comment after comment after comment with people yeah. weighing in on this shit. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Move on. This is a non-issue. This is a non-story. Marvel can do whatever they want. And b- by the way, they hired this classic Italian painter to do this. Who cares? It's this guy who's like 40, he's like 50-something years old, maybe 60 years old. He's, he's doing his craft, his artwork. And, and in a, uh, 100 years from now, we might look back at it in the same way that we look back at Renaissance paintings. Yeah. As uh, a work of art. So let me ask you something. Because uh, I always thought, well, I, I, I thought that, you know, you see, these, you see these giant ripped dudes on these cover. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, guys don't look like that either. Right. Right? Because... These uh, these lunatics always complain that they're unrealistic right. standards of beauty on these yeah. covers, like this comic book, like they're hypersexualized, and it's like, yeah, but so are the guys. They're not wearing anything. Yeah. But then someone's like, yeah, but that's a male fantasy too. Oh, okay. so everything's a male fantasy. That's right. the male gaze, right. by the way. That's so. I just want to point out something in this article that he in, in this paragraph that he wrote. He says that even the horniest teenage boy on the planet knows that there's no fabric on earth that could possibly cling to Jessica Drew's individual buttocks like that. There's no fabric on earth. That's the problem he has with this. Not that it's Spider-Woman who can cling to walls. That's believable. But not this fucking fabric could exist that could cling to her butt, huh? Maybe it's the same fabric she uses that yeah, uh, clings to the walls. Out of her hands. Yeah, maybe she just made the outfit. And maybe, who gives a fuck, huh? How yeah. about that, you moron? It's yeah. a fucking comic book where people fly around and throw flaming pumpkins. This isn't reality, you idiot. I don't know what their problem is. I I just want to go back in time, find this kid as a baby, and just shake him. (laughs) I just want to shake this guy. I just want to shake. Wake up, you moron. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is unbelievable. I don't know what they want. Like, do you just want a trash bag over her? Like, where is, where does it cross the line? They want everyone to look ugly and plain. That's what you want, right? Because they want realistic standards of beauty. Well, guess what? There's realistic standards of beauty every time I step into a grocery store. They're fucking everywhere. They look like people walking around like tombstones. They look like trash. They haven't. They were in their pajamas. They haven't put makeup on. I see it everywhere. I want escapism. This is my escape. Leave it alone. Yeah. This is my one. 
reprieve from the monotony of everyday life. Well, it's also art, you know? It's it is. stylized. It's not literal. No, as much as any horny teenage boy can tell, there's no fabric on earth that can that can like loop into someone's butthole like that. <laughs> right. They also know that's not a real person. Wait, wait, Spider-Man's not a real person? No, 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 it's like, uh, you know, uh, an archetype, like a Jungian archetype or whatever. It's a stylized version of, like, a hero. Well, isn't Sigmund Freud? Right, 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 right. <laughs> Yeah, no, but that's true. So so you're telling me, Dick, let me, let me see if I follow your logic. Yeah. You're telling me that nobody in real life has gotten bit by a radioactive spider, then developed superpowers that could cling to walls, and then solved crime with those superpowers. Yeah. It's like a story. Oh, that's not real? No. Turns out it's not real. Oh, shit. So why am I so upset about this alternate reality that doesn't exist? I don't know. I don't get it. Maybe I I'm an have. idiot. Yeah. Maybe I'm an idiot. How, how about that? There's some satire. <laughs> to bring it back. So, okay, what do we got this, uh, this week? You had uh, your first problem? My first problem was the Facebook satire tag. Or what do you want to call it? Facebook social engineering? Let's, let's be specific on this one, because there's a lot we could delve into on yeah. Facebook. So fa- the Facebook satire tag, I like that a lot. And yeah, then, and then uh, the militari- uh, militarized police. Okay, and my problems were emoji, or icons, and spider woman's ass. <laughs> so uh, that's it. Don't forget to vote on the website, thebiggestproblemintheuniverse.com, and uh, we'll look at the problems next week. Yep. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Eric. <laughs>